Mr. Ruby Rod is the biggest we're here starting out. It's a great honor to be on his talk show. He's so great. Yes, I'm sure you're very excited, but I'm on my vacation. I don't want to be bothered. I prefer to remain on that list. This boy is fueled like fire. So start melting, ladies, because the boy is hotter than hot. He's hot, hot, hot. <laughs> right sides, right heels, right head, right on. Right on, right on. And he's got something to say to those 50 billion pair of ears out there. Pop it, D-Man. Uh, hi. Unbelievable. Everybody and welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Bryn and also Jeremy. That's right. We're back uh, in in person. Back in the New York groove. Back in the New York groove. Back in the same room because COVID is a myth and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done believing in it. <laughs> I'm finished. I'm finished. It's a myth. It Generation was created Lost in a Chinese lab thing. and it's a myth. <laughs> Generation Lost does not support this bit. Uh, <laughs> They invented yeah. it in Wuhan, and it's <laughs> fake. Now that I'm no longer shivering in an, an apartment alone, <laughs> terrified for my life and the lives of my friends, it's fake. It's fake. <laughs> the vaccine is also fake. It's also fake. I got it, and it makes me not scared anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fake. <laughs> Yeah, just everything's fake. Everything's fake. Sickness in general, death is fake. There's no such thing, okay, as <laughs> death. No. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> We're all going to live forever. We Nothing do. can kill us. We're just like puppies. We go to the farm. You go to the farm, and uh, then you just walk up on to heaven when you feel like it. Whenever you fucking not want. <laughs> Yeah, so hello everybody. We're talking about movies. We're talking about movies here on the as show. That's where we usual. do it. Yeah, if you didn't listen to the bonus episode, uh, this is the first session we've done in person. So it's a lot of fun to be back in a room yeah. and not having to look at uh, a camera. Yeah, again, still figuring out where to look <laughs> that isn't the camera. Yeah. Definitely finding a lot of comfort in looking at it, though, gotta say. <laughs> oh, the camera that's up there. Yeah, it's nice to still have it there to look at in case I need it. Yeah, I miss the camera. They're gonna, they're, they are fucking going to train us to yeah. only look at cameras for some reason. Um, I don't know what for. Yeah, I, I love conspiracy theories that are just like, 
halfway there yeah well that's like i got into it with todd once because like we were talking about because i there was some picture of a guy in a t-shirt that said like coat like the masks are for social control or whatever yeah and Todd yeah. was like he's right though and i was like but what is the point of the social control what do you gain from yeah, like they already from, have all of your money yeah like they you already, already <laughs> carry a phone with a gps in it like what are they yeah. gaining They're, from making they, you wear a mask who gives a shit they don't care <laughs> <laughs> they're wearing masks because they don't want to die yeah yeah that the the the, the anti-mask and anti-covid people have all been very funny because it's like the there definitely was like a lot of people profiting off of the economy crashing and mm-hmm. like jobs being you know uh employment going insanely down and like all of the rearranging on the deck chairs or whatever of the titanic and this like crumbling empire lots of people made a lot of money from it but it's like yeah but what does that have to do with you person who works at walmart yeah or like you know guy who fixes cars in a garage like no one gives a shit about you man like yeah. it, it doesn't have anything to do with nobody you. benefits from socially controlling you yeah. <laughs> nobody thinks like if no anything one... like they do better when they don't have to think about you that much <laughs> yeah there's this whole fucking industry that's popped up of like not make letting the fucking bottom rung die <laughs> yeah like have you ever like have you ever worked in a situation where like professionally or otherwise where you have like a lot of people who you have to like direct to do things like if you're yeah. ever, like, working on a big project yeah. where there's like a lot of different people work who are film. working yeah, yeah exactly so you get the idea it's like if anything i want less control i want <laughs> you to be independently doing what you're supposed to be doing i don't want to think about you it's yeah. not helpful for me to be like but what if i could get you to wear the right thing <laughs> yeah nobody gives a shit i mean there's definitely like hall monitor people who get in those jobs who are like you have to wear that fucking high vis vet jacket or whatever but it's like that's they're gonna get in trouble yeah there's like there's clear obvious reasons when people are behaving in a way that wants you to control um and then when you're like why and they're like because yeah <laughs> it's so it's so funny that would be even better if it was about social control and but like when you're like but what did you gain from it they're like yeah. it's important <laughs> we wanted to cuck you it was funny <laughs> we yeah. had fun you're like, doing you're it like shoot your way into like the oval office and like you're like joe biden why'd you make us wear a mask he's like because it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> you look like a fucking virgin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, yeah. now we don't have to worry about all of that because yeah. Dr. Fauci saved us. He did. He <laughs> said it was okay and that COVID was a myth. Yeah, Pfizer. <laughs> Pfizer and Moderna uh, are the heroes of the day, and yeah. we should all slather their knobs mm-hmm. and uh, thank them with all of our hearts. <laughs> and you should get Eiffel Towered by Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get both Johnsons to your house so they can finger trap you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> Praise be to the uh, private medical company. We love them. We love. Um uh, and now we get to uh podcast in the in the raw. Yeah. Um, it's great. 
And uh, we will be doing it for until, um, you know, until... until we die of, <laughs> yeah. of a different one. Uh, yeah, until, <laughs> until an actually bad virus that is real. It's real and, and wasn't made in a lab. <laughs> yeah, and we have learned nothing from this. There will be no, like, FEMA getting more money. It's funny how there's been no bill. There's been yeah. no, like... And next time this happens, right. we'll have all of this infrastructure built up. Well, because it's not over yet. And it'll <laughs> it'll never really God be over. For, God forbid we give money to fixing this last one. Yeah. <laughs> also, as well as give money to preparing yeah, for the next one. Can you imagine trying to, like, trying to sell that idea where you're like, listen, there's going to be another one someday. And they're like, it's once in a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. heard them on the news. <laughs> no, this will never happen again. Not in my lifetime. <laughs> Only in my kid's lifetime. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's very fun. That, <laughs> and then yeah, and they're also saying like, oh, the variants, though, you got to be careful about those variants that'll right. mutate, and we can, and then they could just kill you, even though you had the vaccine. Hey, I don't live in India. Yeah, and that's <laughs> not, all I have to say on that. Not my circus, not my monkey. Not though. my circus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is a movie show. This is a movie show. And uh, I want to talk about uh, the thing I did watch this week, Mm -hmm. which was uh, a movie that because I've watched very little this week, because I have been deep, deep in Dark Souls. um, Oh, really? uh, Maybe I should just talk about Dark Souls. Is there a new Dark Souls? No, it's only Dark Souls. Is everyone playing Dark Souls? Didn't uh, Felix just did like a big stream of it? Oh, was he playing the original Dark Souls? I don't know. My friend, one of my best friends, is obsessed with this whole that whole publisher, mm-hmm. especially the first one. And I played it a little bit when I was when it came out, like in twenty. It came out twenty eleven, and I played it in twenty thirteen. Is it like the goth one where you're like, uh, <laughs> you like read a book to no. like do your magic? Doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't read a book. Um, Is it Diablo? I'm thinking of what game did Alex made me play a game once where like oh you like to like s- like your special move is you like you're like you in like a big sp- black s- trench coat and you pull out a book and you like read it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I want to play this. It's very um, funny. We, me and Alex used to play Spellcraft a lot. Was it mm. Spellcraft? It, that's more of a like a. Um, Fortnite style thing where you're yeah, a witch. Yeah, no, it's not that. Um, I don't know. There's there. They also have a really goth one called Bloodborne, mm. where you're uh, in like a Victorian plague town. You know, this is more of like a mall goth sort of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one is you're a knight. Okay. In the olden times, and your your world is the world has become like dead. It, basically, like a thing has happened where everybody is unable to die. Mm-hmm. And so when you die, when you do die, you're resurrected immediately, but part of your soul is gone. And if you do this enough time, you become hollow and you just have no soul left and you're just this like husk. Mm-hmm. And so this entire kingdom has just like become hollow and is just wandering with like weird robot husks of, of people who used to be gods and, and dragons and stuff. Okay. Um, so you're this like undead person. And you're trying to, well, the story is very unclear, uh, purposefully, and it's very difficult, and the level design is uh, beautiful and amazing. So I've been very, uh, because my friend 
was like, you got to play this game eventually. I, for whatever reason, picked it up. It came out for Switch recently. Okay. Um, and so everyone's been playing the remaster. I guess that's probably why. Yeah. Uh, the original one. Because they just did a, a slight remaster of it for Switch. Um, so I've been playing it. It's really great. It's a great game. It's very hard. Um, but uh, that's sort of... The story is such that it's very weird and complicated and like lore heavy but mm-hmm. like they don't tell you about it at all it's yeah. just like little like things you see like bodies and like structures of like oh there used to be giants here because the stairs are bigger on this side or whatever like right um so it's very easy to like fall down a hole of like what happened it's also yeah, really it's a little bit like i mean the movie that we're gonna talk about fifth element kind of has that sort of a vibe to it sometimes where it's like oh yeah there there is a lot of stuff where it's just like they never really explicitly spell out for you like why things are the way they are but you're they just like, really don't explicitly say anything but you're just like all right sure like i get it like i see what you're doing yeah yeah um i also started reading berserk um oh yeah because of uh because the of dark died, souls yeah. uh dark souls guy was like dark souls is entirely inspired by berserk and this guy was incredibly important to me and mm-hmm. then like i read that and like the next day the guy died <laughs> i was like oh why is this looks amazing? Damn, so, you did that. Yeah, I did it. It was my <laughs> fault. No, but I just like came aware of him like right before he died. Right. Um. Uh. So you know, shout out to him. Seems like he did a good book. Um, yeah. Haven't haven't read it though. Um. But the one thing I did watch, mm-hmm. uh, that is a visual thing that you watch and not interact with, was um I had a hankering to watch Maya Darren's uh, Meshes of the Afternoon. What is that? So it's this um art movie from the 60s this woman who lived in new york uh she was um gosh is she polish i think and then her parents came to new york and uh she's just a she made like four short films Mm -hmm. and that's it but she is generally considered as being like incredibly influential because her movies are so nuts okay um like this is a 15 minute long movie and she like goes to her friend's house and her friend is like asleep on a chair and then she goes up the stairs and she sees like um herself asleep in the bed and then like then it starts to become this weird loop. She like sees herself walking into the house mm-hmm. and then she like finds a key in her friend's mouth. And then there's like this big like hooded thing that has like a mirror for a face. Okay. Um, that is like over like, like stalking over her body sleeping. And then it just becomes this thing where she's like chasing herself in a dream. Um, and it's just like kind of an excuse to do really cool shots. Right. Like, and it's all done in camera. It's all shot on like eight or six super eight or sixteen mm-hmm. millimeter. Um, that she clearly shot like with her friend, and that's it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um just this kind of fun thing. But like at the time it was um, you know, people found it. Uh she was like involved with like art people in this in the in New York in the sixties. And they were like, This is incredible, and like showed it and like she got offers to do regular movies um and just never did and just it. was like not interested and yeah she, no thanks she's just like oh no i'm just gonna do my fun stuff and she just like did like video art and stuff and who did she end up influencing like oh i mean like it's funny because if you look at like there's a lot of stuff in the movie that is just like taken mm-hmm. like by music video directors especially um, right but like michelle gondry talks about her spike jones talks about mm-hmm. her um 
anybody who like is interested in like dream logic and stuff like that movie like encapsulates like all of that stuff yeah and uh in, yeah like, when you were talking about the loop i was thinking about how like that happens in dreams all the time where yeah. like you just get stuck in something over and over and over and over again oh my god speaking of dreams i have to tell you this like really <laughs> stupid thing that like, i had a joke come to me in a dream oh, I and i had that. to like wake up and write it down so i could send it to cw later <laughs> because i've told you about this before there was this guy pussy man who was a comic yes who I've, you showed me the, i showed you the his video, video. Yeah, okay so rules. pussy man for folks at home he was like a def jam style comic who was in real life a like meek soft-spoken like skinny guy who then would get on stage and like suddenly would puff out his chest and be like what's up i'm pussy man and all of his jokes were just like pussy man fuck a bitch like this and like that was his style right and then me and cw became obsessed with him and we would like write him jokes friends all the time. with him or no no no. we would just see him around like once every couple of months he was like a he was like a mythical creature who would just like show up right and we would like write him jokes and we were like obsessed with him and we would pitch him jokes all the time he never took him he's like the pussy man act is is mine and mine alone and like i don't need any help but but we still were just like doing it all the time we're just like compelled to do it and so i came up i had a pussy man joke come to me in a dream and i woke up to write it down so i could send it to cw and it was um uh it was uh pussy man gentrify the pussy (laughs) okay when pussy man done with it it's so nice the clit can't afford to live there no more that joke <laughs> anyway that's a, that's a that's a classic pussy man style joke <laughs> predatory realtor pussy man <laughs> oh boy <laughs> yep that's a good one that's a good one <laughs> So Maya Darren did a good job. She did a couple other movies and uh, like Kate Bush is like the dreaming like Mm -hmm. cover is like taken from that video. Uh, It's really cool. Um, I highly if you haven't heard of her um, and you like like Michelle Gondry and Spike Jones and stuff like it's worth watching because it's 15 minutes long. It's just it's a little silent short film with some cool music that her husband at the time did. Um, It's cool time. Anyway, what did you watch? So I um I don't respect myself or my time. So I watched yeah, I, know um, <laughs> I watched uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the oh Dead. Oh my god! <laughs> Why would you do I, that? Yeah, I had uh, well. <laughs> so you know, I was in St. Louis for the week, and Mo was hanging out with her sisters, and I was like trying to be a a good and supportive husband. So I was taking Nico home, so I put him to bed so she could keep hanging out with her sisters right and so i'm just That's like nice alone in our airbnb with like a sleeping baby and like yeah. nothing none of my stuff is there so i'm just <laughs> like i guess i'll just throw on whatever right. and uh it was the day that army of the dead had premiered and i was like you know what why not why not I have it's a movie two and a podcast. half hours and <laughs> Dude, i've got the time <laughs> having a movie podcast has made my brain bad i think like uh-huh. it <laughs> It makes me be like, I guess I should watch this. Yeah, exactly. Because you're just like, you know what? It'll be funny to talk about later. (laughs) And you know what? It is. Because (laughs) Army of the Dead is 
shit. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> and it's so bad it in, 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 in such a special way that I cannot wait to, to... I literally, like, for the past couple days, I've been like, I cannot wait to talk about this on the show because there's so much to unpack about it. It's such a frustrating movie. I don't know what you've seen about it aside from the trailer when we watched it. Oh, yeah. Are I you know. familiar with, like, the premise or I anything? I watched the Red Letter Media about it. Okay, so... So you you know the premise. It's what's frustrating is the premise of the movie is great. I think I know. I started it out and I was like, you know what? Because like one of the criticisms we had of it when we watched the trailer was like, why do we need a zombie movie right now? Exactly. Why do we need another one? And that's a question that you always have to answer when you make a zombie movie. Why do we need to see a zombie movie again? And when he sh- when you know the premise presents itself, you're like, you know what? That's a really fine premise. I've never seen it before. I'm excited to see what you do. And the premise is it's a heist movie that takes place in the zombie world, right? And it's a movie where the zombie apocalypse has already happened and it's over. It's been contained. And now they're dealing with the, the, you know, the, the aftermath of this, right? Right. And they've like walled them all into Las Vegas and like, they're just like, what do we do with them? And the president's like, we're just going to like drop a nuclear bomb on it. And that's it. (laughs) Um, That's the plan. That's the plan is they're just going to nuke it. And that's just going to get rid of them all. Right. And so in the movie, they're like encircled by like uh, shipping Shipping containers. containers. Okay. Yeah. See all of this stuff. Okay. Here's the thing. Zombies are so overdone Mm -hmm. that, it's hard to remember what anyone ever liked about it. Yeah. Cause it was just like, I think what happened was there was like a fun formula for scares and people liked the sort of people were used to like the survivor style, like character drama. Yeah. You could easily have people arguments and like just being trapped in something. And then it's just like, and then it's just a thing that's in the movie mm-hmm. that you don't have to grapple with the, the 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 ethics of anymore it's just humans that you're allowed to shoot (laughs) Uh and then no one cares about it doesn't matter and that's the whole thing that people made but this one was like okay we fixed the problem all of the zombies are in this place but there's also treasure (laughs) yeah (laughs) great premise great premise really interesting i'd love to see just a straight-faced heist movie that's what i really was hoping it was going to be and it kind of was for a second there they do like the gather the team which is always the best part of the heist movie Mm -hmm. and there was some fun to be had there and and um you know some of them are pretty funny but the problem is like Zack snyder doesn't understand what makes movies good he He doesn't understand any type of movie and i really thought like (laughs) he would understand a zombie movie at least but he didn't seem to understand a zombie movie in this case but also like a heist movie what makes a heist movie work is twists and turns some stakes you know some some high stakes some times where you're like are they really going to get away with this or is it going to be one of the movies where the heist doesn't work whatever but most importantly what makes a heist movie work is an ensemble cast with some fucking chemistry with each other. Yeah. And nobody in this entire (laughs) cast has any personality. They're all the same character. They're all just like 
stoic badasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's everyone is the wrestler who got the movie. You know what I mean? Like every oh, like yeah, when yeah. you do an action movie and like <laughs> one of them is like, I'm a pro wrestler and you don't think that I'm going to be good at this, but I actually kind of pull it out. <laughs> you know, there's always one of those on the cast. The problem is everybody's playing that role in this movie. So everybody is just like a badass who's just like, yeah, I say a quip and then I do a murder. <laughs> right. And there is, but there's like some fun characters who they they introduce in a fun way and then never do anything with it again. That's kind of the problem with the movie is it, it's structured very similar to Sex and the City 2, which I don't know if you ever saw that movie. No, I've never seen Sex and the City Sex 2 the City is, is a series of like moments where you're like, oh, this is what they're going to do, and then they don't do that. And then it's like, oh, oh this like- is what they're going to do. Oh, they don't do that. Like you're just constantly writing better things for the yeah, setup. Exactly. You're they just had. like, okay, so this is going to be where this happens, and then it doesn't happen, and, yeah. and and nothing happens. In fact, and we just abandon that thought, and we move on to the I've next. I've seen thought. a lot of romantic comedies like that, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, this you know chippy gay best friend is gonna come and then he just like disappears from the movie. Yes, He's exactly. like, you had him in this scene for one joke that you could think of, and then it's right. like, oh. Oh, oh, so his his kid will probably come to the mall too and like mess up her wedding plans and then oh no the kid's nope, not in the, the movie. Kid's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like all these things where like so there's one character who I was like this is a fun premise. So like a lot of the fun of the movie is around like what happens when the zombies are still there, right? Yeah. The apocalypse is over, but the zombies are still there. What do you do, right? Right. And like the government is like you know I don't know we like it feels weird to just like exterminate them, but like we gotta and like most people have just kind of like started ignoring it and like moving on with their lives is being like i don't know whatever you just can't go to vegas anymore yeah and there's we don't need vegas who care (laughs) yeah exactly and there's one character who's a youtuber and his youtube channel is him like going in and like killing zombies and then coming back out of course and like at the end of it is just like all right i got 16 on this run yeah i want you guys to like and subscribe you know and like i'll see you next time we're going into like this part of vegas or whatever and you're like that's a fun choice to make for a character that's very interesting and then he shows up for the mission with like two of his friends and he's like they're on my payroll don't worry about them and you're like well that's interesting i wonder what that's about Uh and then one of his friends is just like wait a second we're like really going into vegas and we're really going to kill zombies I'm fucking out of here. This is stupid. Oh, I'm like not doing been this. Staging it the whole time or so, something. So right, it's like it's like setting it up to be like, oh, were they staging it or something like that? It's never mentioned again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a guy who just suspiciously leaves. <laughs> <laughs> never mentioned again and they're actually really good at killing zombies and it's it's unrelated i guess it's, oh, man. it's just an interesting movie because it's like he at once says too much and too little right? right there's there's um when they first get into vegas with the whole team and whatever there's a zombie white tiger prowling around right right and everybody who's not a fucking brain dead adult <laughs> is looking at that being like it's Siegfried and Roy's white tiger of course yeah we don't need it to be said but somebody <laughs> says Siegfried and Roy's white tiger <laughs> thanks so saying too much there yeah but then the the character who's like the obvious plant from the bad guy who's gonna double cross them as everybody says in the script and everybody knows is gonna happen that guy looks at it and says that's perverse 
I don't like it. It, it makes me uncomfortable. And you're like, why? That's interesting. That's an interesting thing. Why is why are you afraid of the white tiger in uh-huh. particular? Never, <laughs> never explored. He never just is mentioned. uncomfortable about the white tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that because it's funny because it's like this it's it's actually when you mentioned the setups it's such an interesting commentary of the way our culture is dealing with the disaster and disease and abject horror you literally have is to fucking profit off of it and to fucking like go there and be like i'm gonna be on youtube i'm mm -hmm. gonna go actually just take the money that no one is gonna take like all of these different motivations you could have to put yourself in the fucking face of danger and then also you have this like weird thing where it's like there's no chance it's like if you get bitten not only will become a zombie you'll be trapped in las vegas and then die from a nuclear explosion right I'm assuming that's never really like so this wrapped is, up. There's there's a couple more things I need to talk about about this movie. One is that there's a the 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 ticking clock on the heist is a nuclear bomb that's going to blow up Las Vegas, right? Okay. And it's like it's going to happen in three days. So you got to get you got to get in. You got to crack the safe. You got to get the money out. Right. That's the motivating factor. Otherwise, you know, why not do it in like a week or a month or whatever? Right. It's like it's got to be done in three days. Nobody acts like it's three days away (laughs) no one's scared no one's nervous no one's worried everyone's like we got time whatever like they spend a whole day gathering the crew they like when they talk to people like they talk to tignataro and they're just like or not tignataro there's like another character who's just like i don't know maybe i'll do it and they're like take your time (laughs) (laughs) think (laughs) think it over tomorrow yeah Nobody ever acts like oh, it. They're starting to get the team together in three days. Yes. Like, like three days. Okay. They're starting to get the team yeah, together the on day three. of the movie is in three days, they're going to blow up Las Vegas. Oh. So they're not like, we have to get there today. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's that. Then halfway through their heist, for whatever reason, oh, they, it's like they don't want to do it on the Fourth of July because it would be like weird and anti-patriotic to like do a genocide on the Fourth of July or whatever. So they're like, oh, actually, oh. we're gonna move it up a day. So they're like, holy shit! So actually, we the have nuclear f- bomb is coming tonight. Oh, they're moving it up a day. Yeah, they're moving it up a day. So it's happening tonight. So now we only have like a couple of hours to get this done. Nobody's behavior changes. <laughs> nobody's behavior changes nothing changes about it it never feels like there's like i can't even tell you how many times throughout the two and a half hour movie that i forgot there was a nuclear bomb coming (laughs) (laughs) that's so insane it's so fucking insane Damn. And then the other thing is that, like, so the the A plot of the movie is we have to go break into this casino to go steal all this money for this guy, right? The And then there's a couple B plots. But one of the biggest B plots is um, uh, Dave Batista's daughter right. works at the refugee camp on the outside of Vegas. She, refugee from what so this is like one of those like things where it's like it's set up to be an interesting premise and nothing's done with it okay. it's, so there's like <laughs> there's a camp that's set up by the walls of vegas where it's people who were exposed to the zombies but didn't become zombies so they live in these camps where they're being quarantined to mm. wait out to see if they become zombies, okay. right? Okay. And then... So they only have to stay there for like a couple days. No, though. no, no. They're there forever. 
Why? Um, <laughs> they're just there indefinitely, I guess. And okay. and then like they they tease at the beginning where they're just like, uh, and and you know we think that the government might be using these camps to just like send political undesirables. Right. Sure. Yeah. And and that's an interesting premise. Love it. I'm interested. Nothing happens with okay, it. Okay. Well, I went to watch it. <laughs> so Dave, Dave Batista's <laughs> daughter works at the refugee camp as a volunteer. She has this friend who's in the refugee camp who uh, has daughters, whatever. And and okay. she's like, I'm gonna go into. I got to get my daughters out of this fucking camp. So I'm gonna go into the Vegas and I'm gonna like crack a slot machine and steal some money and come back out. It's the thing that apparently everybody does, right? Okay. And, uh, you know, it's dangerous because you could get killed by the zombies. Uh, but, you know, you got to take the risk, right? And so she goes in. She doesn't come back out. And so Dave Batista's daughter is like, I got to go in after her to find her because she's got daughters out here. And and that's a B plot that by the end of the movie has become the A plot because oh. the heist has, like, fallen through. It doesn't work anymore. And now they're just trying to, like... G- they're they're quote unquote trying to get out before the nuke comes. Yeah. But they never talk about the nuke. <laughs> All they're talking about is this woman that David Cease's daughter is trying to find, <laughs> who you have barely met, you know very little about. <laughs> She's right. not a charismatic actor. You're not very interested in her. But now this is all that they're talking about. Why, if you wanted to make that movie, why didn't you just make it about that? Why did I make it about that? Why even add the heist? So th- Especially because the they stuff, don't get the money. They don't get the money. All that these sucks. people die in in service of trying to save this woman because she has two daughters, and and that's like the big so? motivator. And they they finally get out, and they're like out, and the nuke comes and it blows up Vegas, and it's like it's Tignatara and Dave Batista and the daughter and the refugee lady, and they're in the helicopter, and the nuke blows up, and the helicopter shakes and whatever, and they crash on the ground and whatever, and like Tignataro dies, and like Dave Batista is like half dead and he's bit, and he's like, I'm gonna turn into a zombie. You gotta fucking kill me. And his daughter kills him, and then we cut away from that without ever seeing if the refugee lady is even alive. What? <laughs> this whole thing is been to get her out, and David Batista even like has like an emotional thing where he's just like. There's like a stack of cash that he grabbed earlier okay. that like was he got like some of the money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They like made a big note of like I have a stack of cash in my hand. I'm putting it in my pocket. And then he's like, "Here, give this to her. Get her kids out." And then he <laughs> dies, and she kills him. And then we never see her. <laughs> we have no idea she survived the helicopter crash. <laughs> Do we see the daughter again? The daughter is is taking the stack of cash, and she's like, "Okay." No, but after that scene, no, 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 because then we cut that's away the to end like of the, the movie. That's credits, and then a post credit scene where one of the guys from the heist actually survived the nuke because he was in a bank vault, and then he's like got bags of cash, and you're like, "Oh, fun! Finally, he some wins. fun! Yeah. Somebody wins!" and and he gets to like go have fun or whatever and then he like gets on a plane and he's like he like goes in the bathroom and he like sees he's got a bite and he's like oh here it goes <laughs> and then he's the Kel. and then yeah. the Keenan and Kel song plays <laughs> god damn that, that makes me mad I, 
Zack Snyder shouldn't be allowed to make movies. He should not be he allowed to make movies. He definitely shouldn't anymore. be allowed to write movies. No, or... and he, sh- he shouldn't be allowed to DP movies because god damn the yeah. movie looks I, like I was ass. I was watching some of the clips from it and it's like blurry. It's all blurry. It's the shallowest purpose. depth of field there's ever been. But what that means is everything but one thing in the shot is blurry. <laughs> yeah, it feels very much like when you're too drunk and you're like laying in bed and you're like the you're like room spinning and like you're just like trying to hang on for like one more second to be like, I'm sorry I got too drunk. I'm sorry you had to get me into my bed. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it looks awful. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't ever want to see that. Fuck that movie. Yeah. I'm mad just hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like I knew it was going to be bad, and I watched that whole Red Letter Meteor. I was like, oh, they ripped off Aliens. Oh, yeah. they rip off thing. Okay, it's a... And they were sort of like, it's fun in places, but hearing you talk about it makes me mad. No, it's, it's like, like... I honestly, I kind of feel like it's worth watching just for how funny it is to see how, <laughs> just how many plot threads they can throw at the... Like, how, how much stuff they're just like, maybe this? And how Never fun of a, it's, just, it's just they didn't mention on the red letter media thing how fun it could have been mm-hmm. like those like those plot points of like you've got a ragtag team of people and there's like all of these interesting things you could have plugged into making like yeah. a point about anything none of those things are done oh, you know what really bothered me is last thing i promise and then we'll talk about the fifth element okay is it's another one of those things where it's like you didn't have to say as much as you did. You didn't have to like spell it out as much as you did. The, there's like a zombie king and a zombie queen. And Why? Um, <laughs> because, <laughs> and, and, and when they interact with one another, there's a scene where the zombie king puts his head near the zombie queen's stomach. And then he's like, and they're like, and all the zombies are like, right. She and has a baby. She has a baby. Yeah. We all know. <laughs> and then later when she uh, gets beheaded and he like takes her body back, he, this is like, I was so mad about this. He <laughs> reaches into her stomach and pulls out the little dead fetus baby thing and like holds it up. And, and everyone's like, and you're like, we knew there was a baby in there. <laughs> Nobody was confused about why he was putting his ear near her stomach. We all knew you didn't need to like That's do the clear. gross out fetus shots. <laughs> you fucking psycho. <laughs> There's parents watching this. You're like, I'm mad about that. It's disgusting. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of uh, gross things, uh, this week we watched The Fifth Element. Yes. From 1997, directed by Luke Basson. I took notes. Ooh. Um, so let's do a quick rundown of uh, the story, which is baffling, uh-huh. confusing. I had to look up a lot of this. Yeah. Because it's not very well spelled out uh in the movie but we start in 1914 um there's an old man and he's reading some like hieroglyphs basically hieroglyphics it's in egypt and he's like oh look this is the most incredible thing we've ever seen um and as he's doing that aliens named the mondo shawins (laughs) yeah yeah, they're big they're big duck people they're big uh robot metal ducks yeah um they're like what's up how you doing um i guess there's a priest who thinks that they will want him to kill the scientist. Yeah. 
because he's get getting why. close to so so the 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 big story is that there's this evil force that comes every 5000 right, years see once. and there's a like <laughs> ultimate weapon that you use to destroy the evil force yeah. and these duck robots are the keepers of the weapon and the priest is their conduit on earth to like safeguard the weapon exactly and this dude who's reading the hieroglyphs is coming close to finding the secret weapon and he's like you can't find the secret weapon because if you do then the something, something bad's going to happen maybe but the thing is that the, the 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 twist is that the duck people are actually like peaceful and nice and they're just like, hey man, you know, what's important is that we fucking safeguard this thing. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Just it doesn't like, matter. We're not going to kill you because you fucked up or whatever. Right. We're going to just keep it safe. And he's like, but what about the evil force? They're like, we'll be back when the evil force comes. Don't yeah, worry don't about worry it. about it. <laughs> uh, so I guess, and then, the, but they do kill that, or the professor dies of shock. Yes. Um, and he's like, uh, and then his assistant is going to try and kill the Manusha ones, but it doesn't work because they're made of metal. Good. And uh, yeah, and he's just like, don't worry, here's a key. Um, <laughs> you got it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And they're like, we came down for no reason to enter yeah, the and scene. Does the, key, uh, <laughs> does the key come back? I don't know. I forget. I don't remember if the key comes back. Not a very well plotted movie. So they leave, and then three thousand years later, yeah, whatever, a long time. Um, uh, yeah, basically, when the evil is going to come, we cut right to the evil. There's um, Manushawans are on the way to Earth, and they're Mm -hmm. like, "All right, it's time to go protect Earth." For whatever reason. Yeah. And then this big, big sun with a face on it that looks like an X, uh, season one X-Files yeah. special effect comes and, and kills them. Um, basically eats all of them. Yeah. Right? And then... No, um, it's, uh, the, the dog people shoot them down. Okay. Um, oh, the dog people are uh, Mangalores? Mangalores. Mangalores. Yeah. Okay. So the Mangalores shoot them down... Who, but the sun attacks somebody, right? Yeah, it's like it's they're like there at the same time or something. Like yeah. the, the point is that there is a recoverable piece because that's where Lila comes right. from. Uh, uh, so one of their hand is floating through space or something, yeah, and then the like humans that, catch it. Uh, so it's twenty two sixty three, and um, Dallas Corbin Dallas Corbin Dallas. Um, who's? It's funny because everyone makes like confu- doesn't know what his name is. Like it's weird for the future too. Yeah, and. Uh, I forget what it is because everyone calls him something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mr. Dallas uh, is a cab driver and it's Bruce Willis. And he, uh, I don't know. Is he's cool. He's trying to quit smoking and he almost gets robbed in his tiny little pod apartment. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, they recover the hand. The government recovers the the hand from space and they, they reconstitute it and turn it into Lilu, who is a, a hot woman who's got a baby brain (laughs) and um and she escapes uh from their little lab yeah uh because she's scared and again a baby and um i guess but like she's not dumb exactly she's just like not aware she doesn't have like info yeah right she's like just has an empty brain i guess so so she escapes and she jumps off the building and she falls into Bruce Willis's cab. So that's how they meet each other. Yeah. And um. And then the cops are like, "We need that girl." Yeah. And everyone's he's looking like, for her. He risks it all and uh, for basically no reason. Yeah, because she's hot. <laughs> yeah, and then hides in the lower depths because the city is a big cartoon um, <laughs> of uh, of like 
cars uh-huh. and it's like Times Square all over without with flying cars. Yeah. And then but down it's like dark. It's like fog. Yeah, on like it's... the surface. And so they can't find anything down there. And um she's looking for a priest and and they find the priest and and he's like, "Oh, this is the fucking fifth element that I have spent element, my whole life uh, thinking about." Which is it? I mean, like is just is the mend is the Mondo Shawans are they the fifth element? No, the fifth <laughs> element is love. I know, but what does it mean <laughs> that she's the fifth element? She's just the she's the one who's she just happened to be the real like the chosen one or something? I don't think it's a chosen one. I think anybody kissing maybe would have worked. <laughs> I know, but I mean like she's got a tattoo and he immediately recognizes her as yeah. the fifth element. Oh, you're right. No, she's like the stone. She just is the stone person. That's the key. The key is the maybe the thing. Where does he put the key? Anyway. Anyway. So whatever. So- the point is it's 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 uh <laughs> the, they find the priest and the priest is like, "Okay, great." That's who this is. So now, nearly halfway into the movie, it feels, uh, Gary Oldman shows up, who Mm. is a Jeff Bezos-type character who owns most of the world. Yeah, he's like an arms dealer. He's a billionaire, arms dealer, and billionaire, or whatever. And he wants the stones. And he uh, is a guy who is, is looking for the stones for some reason. I think... He's in league with the fireball. Yeah, that's what's implied, right? Yeah, he wants he's, the he's world in league to with get, the fireball. He is like wanting the world to get destroyed, and he explains it in some very goofy scene where he says, "You know, like the that, robots are special, and I love the robots." <laughs> yeah, he he's like, um, when when something bad happens, everybody buys the products yeah. or whatever. So he just thinks it'll make him more money. But we're talking about like total global annihilation. Yeah, it's it's implied that like the fireball is going to kill him if he doesn't like do its bidding or gonna, whatever. Yeah, that's not again. Nothing is explained in this movie. Yeah, it's um, it's all vibe. <laughs> it's, it's a very vibe heavy movie. Yeah, and then uh, so he's looking for the stones. He's uh, he he gets the mangalores to bring in the stones and trade uh, in 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 the dog lips people to get um uh to give them arms in return for the stones yeah and, and uh, it turns out the stones they're like there. we didn't find it we found a box and he's like fuck you uh i'll kill you all and uh it turns out they didn't have the stones um it turns out the stones are in a diva yeah it's a an singer. opera singer she swallowed them i guess i don't know what her plan was to give them the stones if she didn't get killed right <laughs> she I, she, shit them she's, she's some sort of magic creature i guess <laughs> <laughs> she's some sort of magic creature who has like some kangaroo pouch i would imagine but <laughs> but and then uh so the government of america or whatever the world government it's like we rigged the the radio station vacation uh thing and we made you have it yeah wait why do they want him to go because he's like a ex special ops guy and they're like you are you're good at this sort of thing so we're gonna send you to do it and so they like rig a radio competition to be like you get to go you get to go to this divas concert and you'll go there and and rendezvous with her or whatever right so he takes lilu and and the priest guys and they all go to go to get the thing we meet chris tucker uh famous jeffrey epstein black book uh person chris tucker who uh <laughs> i feel like he got wrapped up in something no he's a pedophile 
he hung out with them. There's pictures of him with Virginia Jeffrey. He's a pedophile. Damn. And so is Lupuson. And <laughs> and so um, they go to the vacation. He plays a flamboyant, apparently, basically, he's playing Prince. Yeah. A goofy, sort of hyperactive Prince who is a radio. He's basically a YouTube DJ. Like a, right. He's yeah. a YouTube star. And uh, he's very concerned with his performance. And they interview Bruce Willis. And um, he's like, no, fuck you. I don't care about all of yeah, this. Yeah, he's really completely unrelated to the It doesn't matter. It's he's just, just there for flair. <laughs> yeah. and, and what flair, too, I got to say. Like, I love him in this. I hate him in this. What? I, I find him in... I, I saw this movie when I was in college or something. Uh-huh. And I found him very annoying then. And oh, I find him very annoying lost. now. He's the best. <laughs> He's just screaming. He's so much He's fun. Screaming the whole time. He's like the he Riddler. A... <laughs> Which Riddler? I just the noticed it today when I was watching. Yeah, he's the Jim Carrey Riddler. He walks just like him. He does walk like him with this, like, because uh-huh. they're both wearing high heels or something. Uh-huh, and they both have a cane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, he's just screaming and being an annoying guy the whole time. And, yeah. And like being sort of like a dumber, more gay version of himself in Rush Hour to Jackie Chan. Yes, which I watched the first half of the other day. Rush Hour? And I really want to watch the second half. Rush Hour is a good soon. time. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love Rush Hour, especially too. Um, anyway, so they figure out... Uh, Everyone figures out that the stones are in the diva. Yeah, there's a big mass shooting event. The dog and, lips um, go to try and find Lilu, who has now acquired much knowledge, is probably one of the smartest people in the world, yeah. um, and also knows Kung Fu, and she just kills them. There's no stakes. She's insanely OP, <laughs> yeah. and she kills all of them. She doesn't need Bruce Willis' help anymore, although he's there to protect her, so he's there. Yeah. Um, and then they ki- accidentally everyone gets in a huge shootout they kill the diva they take the stones they go to egypt where the oh, weapon and, is and, and in the midst of all this gary oldman accidentally blows himself up oh yeah he's just dead now yeah he accidentally blows himself up so the main antagonist of the movie aside from the giant fireball is now gone <laughs> yeah um, and so they go to this temple and they arrange the stones and through some you know some some various things they the figure out part like, of the movie is they figure out that it's a little puzzle, yeah, and they blow on yeah, the wind. Of course, you love the little puzzle. Yeah, I do love the little puzzle. <laughs> they blow on the wind. They put earth on the earth. It's a, it's the four elements, and yeah. they figure out how it's a puzzle. And then Lilu is like, I guess, dying, or she's just upset or something. She's hurt and from the battle, and yeah. then she's upset because of all the killing. She's just and whatever. not helping. Oh, right. She just she like she's thinks like that, I'm not going to help you guys because you guys fucking suck. Yeah, she learns <laughs> about the history of Earth and humans, and is like, this is bad, and you guys are evil. Yeah, you shouldn't be living anymore. And so anymore. she's comatose because of she's sad yeah it's like the end of star wars um <laughs> how is it like the end of star wars the end of uh of revenge of the sith when oh. she's like she dies because she's sad it is like that she's dying because she's sad yeah. oh because she's love like the embodiment of love or something and then uh the last she's because the, the the weapon needs all five elements she's Corbin's like, but I love you, and she's like, I'm the other stone, and then it activates. <laughs> Surprise! It makes the even weapon. though we've known this the whole time. Yeah. Um, the fifth element is love, and then they kiss, and it kills the fireball. And that's the it. end. Yeah, it's it. So, so you are, um, 
you're not a fan of the fifth element. <laughs> so I take it. I uh, I saw this movie in um, in college or something. Mm-hmm. I, I I have a very strong memory of receiving this movie on DVD for Christmas. Okay, and my parents made me not have it because they're like, you're not allowed to watch this movie, and mm-hmm. I was like. 14 or something yeah and they're like no you can't watch this movie i don't know why um probably chris tucker if i had to guess i think that my parents were very aware of pedophilia because i remember not being allowed to watch powder Mm -hmm. either do you remember that movie powder yeah i know the movie yeah what what pedophile link is there he the director is a convicted pedophile who's the director i don't know some guy who's named (laughs) vincent or something all right but he's like that's the thing i didn't know but my parents were like in hollywood you know they lived in la and i think they were like kind of aware of like certain things and i just there's no like that movie's in about pedophilia it was just like in the news it's about a kid who got struck by lightning yeah yeah (laughs) But I know I was not allowed to watch it because of that. Uh. So I have a feeling that they knew about the professional and they knew about Luc Besson as like a weird pedophile guy. Interesting. So I don't think I was a watch. I'm guessing that's the reason because otherwise it's a very mild movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, Chris Tucker does some some fucking and there's like a lot of violence. Yeah, but I was at that time I was like at least 13. I had it was yeah. a PG-13 movie, so I don't really remember. But they made me give it away. So I'd always wanted to see it because I was like, sci-fi, it's cool. Yeah. Um, but by the time I watched it, I was like, I don't get it. And my 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 opinion of the movie was, it's fine. Mm-hmm. When I watched it this time, I was like, this is a children's movie. It, yeah. it looks and feels like Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. And it has, it's one of the worst scripts I've ever seen. Really? Like, it's, it doesn't. I mean, I think it's a confusing, <laughs> wacky script. I think it's like all fucking over the place. <laughs> I I mean, maybe it's just because I watched it <laughs> alongside Army of the Dead. Like, uh. <laughs> it was amazing to me to see in Army of the Dead that they had two and a half hours and the whole story that they told was basically Nothing. like, these guys go to try to steal some money from Vegas and they don't and then it doesn't work out for them yeah. at the end. <laughs> and in this, it's a two hour runtime. So much stuff happens. So much stuff does it's happen. It's always happening. And I really, I mean, <laughs> I agree with you. I think the script is probably the weakest part of it. Oh, yeah. I think the editing is something that really jumped out at me this time. I'm really, really interested in the way it's edited. How often they're just like cutting really rapidly between scenes in completely different places and just like doing that thing where they like oh. complete each other's sentences and talk like they're yeah, sa- yeah. having the same conversation at the same time really interesting thing to do with a sci-fi there was was a thing that happened like for the third time in the movie like while the opera was happening Mm -hmm. it was like luke Besson is obsessed with showing another scene while another scene is happening and it's like these aren't like similar things he's not saying anything it's just like stuff is happening Yeah, yeah i don't know it didn't really strike me as like good yeah i don't know it was just like shit is happening and it's like he thinks it's clever to be like especially the fucking scene where like (laughs) chris tucker is like fucking a girl as like oh yeah and like the the legs go up the legs go up as the plane goes up or Uh something and it's like so what is happening (laughs) i remember as a kid as a kid thinking like those weren't a person's legs i was like that must be like part of the plane <laughs> the girl's legs are like this yeah, or whatever because yeah. then it like it's so bizarre. there's then, like the explosion then they go down and i was yeah. like 
Oh, I guess it's just like part of the plane or whatever. <laughs> it's strange. It's very weird and like sexual and bizarre. Yeah. But it like doesn't, I don't know what it's for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just a style. It's just I kinetic. Guess. And yeah, it, I mean, it moves. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that was really grating on me this time I watched it is how little you get to spend any time with any of the characters. Right. Yeah. Like, Bruce Willis is barely in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's so much time where you're like, you're not really seeing what his life is. And then I don't know. It's like, you're getting too much of what you don't want, which is him sitting around talking to his mom. Right. And then like him being with Lilu is like nothing. Yeah. Um, And I think like past the main cast, the performances are dreadful yeah. <laughs> like you bringing up the mom just reminded me like who the fuck is it's, doing the mom it voice sounds like it's a 35 so bad. year old like it sounds like my voice yeah like i you're my son and take me on the vacation and like and what like, accent is she trying to do <laughs> yeah. is very interesting i things i like in this movie though. okay let's talk about things we like which things is, i like in this movie world building is i think fantastic like yes for 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 how little time they spend giving you stuff it's a really lived in place and i like that stuff is like like tactile i like that like you know like in in sci-fi there's a tendency to make everything out of like metal and lasers Mm, yeah yeah like you know white shell you know cement and whatever it's like the building like when lilu is like out on the side of the building she crawls out of a fucking air duct into Mm -hmm. You know, the ledge of a big fucking, you know, cement building that when she touches it, her hands get dirty. Like, it's like yeah. little details like that where you're like, this is different from other stuff. Like, Absolutely. nobody does that. And, and, I mean, I love the the alien designs. Mm-hmm. I love the puppets. I think all of that stuff is great. Yeah. Um, in a in a kid's movie, like, a, like I would have... it. I, I, what, what really turned me off of this movie, like more than anything was how the tone of it is like boing <laughs> yes 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 i okay so during the during the chase scene um there's a really good song that plays that's like this like weird it sounds like the be- like like it's like a techno remix of like the beginning of arab money it's like just oh, yeah. the, like arabic screaming over just like a techno beat oh yeah and the it's music but it's like insane. fun it's fun there and i was like oh interesting i don't remember liking the music of this movie in particular i guess maybe i'll pay attention to that this time after that it's just like the most bullshit score (laughs) it's one of the worst scores i've ever heard it's so bad (laughs) it it sounds like it's a like spy kids it's like it's like christmas or something half the time it's insane Um, really really bad um wait we were supposed to talk about good stuff so the puppets the world building World building and and something else that I really appreciate that they never do in sci-fi is, and this is gonna sound weird coming out, but like ethnicity still exists. I feel like sci-fi movies yeah, they're always right. like we're so far in the future now that this doesn't exist anymore. Everybody is like on some other shit altogether, <laughs> and like even if there's like differences, it's like between like aliens and somebody else or whatever. Right, and yeah. like in this like 
there's like the noodle guy who has his weird little Chinese boat spaceship. Oh yeah. And that guy has an accent. Mm -hmm. And there's like the Jamaican guy who's like working on the bottom of the plane. And that guy has an accent. And these people have ethnic identities that exist in this world that are completely unrelated to anything. They just are there and they exist. And it's like an interesting (laughs) choice to make. I think I think it's pretty cool. The noodle guy is fun. Uh, I love that noodle guy. Yeah, noodle that, guy's that, great. That His part boat is, thing is fucking awesome. The whole thing, the, like that. The, there is little moments in this movie that feel like a better movie. I guess, mm-hmm. like, uh, like when everyone's asking him to open his mail, yeah. like he just doesn't give a shit, and he's like dealing with a lot of stuff. I, but you don't. The movie isn't about him. That's right. the thing. It's like. I would like to see a movie about his character who's just like this beat down cab driver who like wants to do something. But what is his motivation except to fuck this child? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he doesn't like n- nobody, nobody like has any motivation. Like even the villain is just like, I guess I want money, but it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> 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 and he doesn't even get to act with other people like he has like one servant and then he gets like bounce off of these like he kids. gets to like have the priest scene yeah but he's choking for half of it otherwise he's like talking to the dog puppets most yeah of the time. he's just like chewing the scenery with the dog <laughs> puppets but he doesn't even get to have a person this is the thing no one has a personality they're just like these right. weird it's a kids movie but it, yeah and i think that what 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 really kind of i couldn't handle is how rapey this movie is mm-hmm. like it is as soon as mila jovovich is printed out <laughs> everyone printed. is like i want to fuck that i want to have sex with and that the woman implication is is that she's a new person yeah it's like a baby like a literal child and everyone's like i'm gonna fuck that right and to the point that because this is the guy who made The Professional, mm-hmm. which we've never talked about. Have no, you seen I've that never movie? seen that. That's a movie written by Luc Besson about a 12-year-old who fucks an adult. Great. It's a it's a pedophile movie. And I couldn't believe it when I watched it because I had so many people tell me it was like a good movie. Yeah. And I was like, this is just a movie about a pedophile. It, or, is, it like, like, does it like look good or something not really it's not like that interesting <laughs> it's just about like a guy who's a like a, a robber he's like a he's like a criminal or, mm-hmm. oh he's a hitman that's the thing okay. and and like for whatever reason natalie portman as a 12 year old is like his like protege mm-hmm. and she's like way smarter than him because he chose to play in interviews he chose to play him as mentally disabled so it wouldn't be fucking weird uh-huh. like the script had to be huge like the actual fucking scene that luke Besson wrote had to be taken out because of natalie portman's parents they're like you can't <laughs> you can't you fuck can't this 12 year old yeah there will no be there will be no fucking scenes <laughs> with this 12 year old um and then then jean reno was like Oh, I guess he's supposed to be. He couldn't possibly be a pedophile, right. so I'm going to play him like he's a <laughs> a mentally challenged guy. Um, <laughs> so it's it's problematic on many levels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Luke Besson has never made a movie that's not about being a pedophile. So, uh, and that's this movie is just like a a movie where a a, a lady is like just. Like you said, yeah, a, like, a child that you're about to fuck. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be great if there was a child you were like? And it has Chris Tucker in it. And it has so Chris it's hard Tucker not in to imagine. I, I, I still think got wrapped up in something <laughs> that he maybe didn't know. Like he was just on the plane. and, and <laughs> You want Chris Tucker to be one of the good ones on Jeffrey Epstein's so plane? <laughs> He 
he's a very funny guy. Uh, but yeah, uh, that I mean, like the all of the points of of conflict in this movie come from like sexual assault of Lilu. Yeah, like the the weird like um, American cop guy wants to fuck Lilu. Um, Bruce Willis before she learns anything, why is she even passed out? when he kisses her and then she points a gun at him like i don't even oh, remember she like fell through the roof of his taxi she, i yeah. guess no but she had been awake she falls asleep for some other reason this is the thing she's yeah. always falling asleep and being helpless and, yeah <laughs> and then so and then for whatever reason he just decides to kiss her while she's passed out which she reacts to by pointing his own gun to his head right um which he's like oh shouldn't have done that i'm sorry but it's like this thing where they barely speak after that but then they're in love right um so lots of really like goofy, kind of dumb, like there's no story really. It's just like you got to find the MacGuffin and save the world. Yeah. So it's not like anything really original about that. What's what's fun about the movie when it's fun is that this is an insane, wacky world and there's a lot of like yeah. and it's, and it's like, fun action. And it's it's an original it's an original world. It doesn't feel yeah. like any other sci-fi. Yes. Like there's nothing else that looks or feels like this in sci-fi. Like, and if there, and if it does exist, it's most likely because they saw this and they were like, that's sick. I'm going to do that. Yeah. The only thing I can really think of film wise is like Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, for, have you seen that movie? No. Oh, um, that one has, I mean, that's a very lived in city. It's much darker and sadder film, right. but it's a, it's definitely also feels just like packed together and like mm-hmm. wires are hanging off of everything. And right. Um, there's like some amount of like cyberpunk stuff that kind of has that sort of vibe, but like, that's true. I, I guess I mean like it's, it's the like the, the color palette and like the materials of things that yeah, like the McDonald's looks like it looks like demolition man on acid. Yeah. 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 Demolition man is kind of like the, but demolition man has like the, the white shell cement stuff all over the place. Yeah. And like, it's, it's just like little things like the guy puts on glasses, you know, like the, like in star Wars, that would be like a fucking like head thing that like a laser comes down and like <laughs> it, like, you know, like, yeah, people shoot guns with bullets and like you know yeah like There's some sh- things have advanced and some things haven't it's always like everything always feels like in a sci-fi like everything advanced you know right there's never like an air vent where it's just like, yeah, we still need to get air around <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a weird thing uh like one of the things that I kept I couldn't stop thinking about was Gary Oldman's hair mm-hmm. like he's wearing a piece of plastic on his head yeah never explained and that's fun it's like why is that is that a style is yeah, it, yeah, is, yeah. it is there something that's happening to his head all I, of his henchmen wear like a plastic thing on their head <laughs> yeah it's uh part of the uniform i guess i you know there's weird style choices and weird just architectural choices and it is cool because it's like what is what happened to the world like yeah. is it is it is it underwater? Well, that's the thing. It's like there's is tiny there... little implications, right? That like they never explicitly spell out for you, but like they're there. Like he is able to escape from the police by going down into the smog. And you're like, oh, so maybe the surface of the earth is like so polluted mm-hmm. that they just had to build everything even higher to get above the pollution or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Could be. Could and be. And it's like you. It, it does allow you to like sort of have you know fun with that but like in terms of the story <laughs> mm-hmm. it's uh i think leaves a lot to be desired there's really yeah. nothing there uh 
there's no there's no like there's nothing to chew on for me. Yeah. Um. So did you, when did you first see this movie? I was a kid. I was a little little kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. So was, you have like an lot of nostalgia for it. I have some nostalgia for it. I think that mostly the way I think of it is as like. I I always see it as kind of like something to be sad about that like even if it's not a great movie you know which i don't think i ever thought it was like a i never would have said like it's a perfect it's movie it's the movie. best yeah. movie <laughs> but i think like at the very least it's something that like when i look at things like the you know we talked about it on the bonus episode like the 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 baby wonka you know and like all these things that are just like the the ninth iteration of some ip that's just yeah. like crying out to be put out of its fucking misery <laughs> just like st- please stop making me i don't care anymore like mm-hmm. it's th- those times where i'm just like you know the fifth element isn't a perfect movie but at least it's a fucking idea at least it's somebody yeah, went out there and was just true. like you know what what if like what if the world was just like french like what if it, <laughs> what if we just gave everything a really french sensibility and it was you know it was okay to just like rape and and smoke cigarettes and like that's what the world is he does love to be french and smoke cigarettes yeah yeah he really hasn't done much shit after this no like he directed a movie called the story of joan of arc i guess after this yeah and then- he, he i mean he does some stuff but it's just like none of it's as big as this which is surprising because this was a financial hit yeah i think it's because it been in legal trouble a lot <laughs> um he directed that arthur and the like the one where he's the ants or whatever mm. uh french shit and then he did lucy famously right and right. then uh valerian in the city of a thousand planets which is apparently also similar to fifth element in that it's yeah. a whole world and stuff and people like it for that reason uh it's the most expensive uh european and independent film ever made yeah but i think people are afraid to touch him because of its of his uh multiple rapes <laughs> uh, <laughs> um well maybe he can get together with kevin spacey yeah yeah make a great villain a space villain or what if he's the hero what if it's like kevin spacey is is corbin dallas yeah he's just chasing down young boys to, <laughs> to have a oh, have a nice little party with <laughs> they turn on the 3d printer thing and it's just like a little boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah we found this piece like, the perfect person <laughs> he's perfect <laughs> see what did i tell you perfect <laughs> i would like to fuck that <laughs> yeah that's the kind of movie he's gonna make next yeah. okay thanks so much for listening that's been oh well, would you recommend this movie i would yeah for sure still yeah, it's not a great movie, but it's 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 worth it if not just for like like if you're going to if you're going to like write something, if you want to work on something where like world building is even like remotely part of what you're going to be working on, I would highly recommend watching it mm. because I do think that like it's very good at like a certain like internal logic that exists in like really good world building that I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I I don't want to like you know i didn't enjoy the movie yeah. like re-watching this movie again i was surprised how much i didn't enjoy it because mm-hmm. it was like i remember being like oh yeah that's a a fun movie like i do remember sure. it being fun or something like it's very colorful it has a lot of cool ideas in it has aliens and puppets and i was just like this movie sucks yeah um so i can't in good faith recommend it but it's <laughs> uh 
it has a lot of ideas and it and some of them are real fun mm-hmm. um but yeah as a movie it's just nonsense <laughs> <laughs> it feels like pedophile spy kids uh <laughs> so which is just spy kids it's just spy kids anyway thanks so much for listening to generation loss uh this has been great to be back in the saddle and uh do a, a live in-person podcast uh so thanks for listening if you'd like to hear more of our show please go to our patreon at patreon.com slash generation loss follow me akinamatography follow jeremy at jeremy thunder uh we've got all of our other stuff you know about it you know what it is we'll see you in the discord Heard them say the sun was fat and lazy down in africa so i came to act a little crazy have a little fun all alone I strolled as though enchanted through the marketplace Far from home, discovering a land that knows no time or space I never knew